Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm the host of the program, Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. How are you, friend? I'm doing medium. Medium. Okay, well, let's get into it. Let's talk about what's the highs, what's the lows, what's in between. You, apparently. Well, highs... Uh-huh. Here doing this great show for our great fans. Uh-huh. Hives. That's a Scandinavian rock band. <laughs> oh, oh, you were asking me about the hives. Yeah. I thought you said the highs. No, no, the hives. Oh, sure. And the lows, the movie theaters. Oh, the sh- lows movie theaters. Oh, well, think, you know, the hives, of course, part of the garage rock revival of the early 2000s. Yeah, like Sahara Hot Nights. Sure. Uh, the Strokes. Mm-hmm. Others. Yeah. And, of course, lows. A great place to enjoy the magic of the movies. Do you remember that song by Sahara and Hot Nights that was called All Right, All Right, Here's My Fist, Where's the Fight? <laughs> I don't. It sounds great, though. Yeah, it was a fun song. Yeah. Of of the, like, weird shit that came back. Yeah. I think that was kind of the last of those. Unless something came back and I didn't know because I'm the last not of, as hip. The last of the popular rock trends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That one was pretty good, and I feel like has lots of enduring songs. Yeah, got and no problem with like, the garage rock seem revival. Com- comically dated. Yeah, so it feels good. I'm looking at you, swing revival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, swing revival. Sorry, think... sorry, Rich Tacular. She she really loves the swing revival. Now, Jesse, I don't know if you've heard this um, this controversy online, um, and I know this is kind of maybe foreign to you, but you know, once in a while. Someone online will have a hot take. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can get our guest's opinion on this, too. Yeah. Um, that it is not okay for straight white people to say daddy. Now, I'm wondering, you know, and obviously this affects the kink community, uh-huh. who probably uses that in their, right. you know, sexual parlance. Uh-huh. But I think the main people affected by this are swing revival bands. Wow, this is going to be tough for Squirrel Nut Zippers. Well, I mean, I think that, I mean, obviously the two, you know, the two two people, the two groups hardest hit by this will be... Number one, Big Bad Voodoo Big Bad Buddies. Voodoo, yeah, and, the, uh, and of course uh, uh, their tour mates, the Cherry Poppin' Friends. <laughs> Can I ask a question about this? Okay, our guest on the program, yes. you know her, of course, is a celebrated stand-up comic and the creator and star of uh, CISO Television's hit series, critically acclaimed series, smash hit television program, mm-hmm. Take My Wife. My arms are both in the air. Yeah, you like it. You've, you've done a pommel horse dismount <laughs> after your plug. That was just a very nice way of saying that, and it made me feel good. So sure. I raised my hands it up. It should. You should feel good about it. This is the last acclaim that you'll ever receive. Prepare for your sophomore slump. Oh, I don't think you actually said my name. Wait. Cameron Esposito. Yeah, because you say my name in a very specific way, and sure. I just wanted to hear it. Because I haven't seen you in a minute. Do I say it right or wrong? No, you say it right, but you are, I don't know if you know this about yourself, diction is something uh-huh. that, you're, you, mm-hmm. that you use. The tip you of the s- tongue, the teeth, and the lips. Yeah, you speak specifically mm-hmm. and in stand-up that's not really a thing <laughs> usually people that are bringing me on stage are not what do you you're as kind, your name's not that complicated sure i mean i just mean it's usually you know first of all they have to go against the roar of the audience mm-hmm. yeah they got to get the audience ready 
to yeah. see a lady tonight. You know, so they got to yeah. pump them up. Yeah. You guys Plus, ready for a lady comedian? A beautiful lady. You know, they got to deal with the roar of the audience. We're talking Plus about Rhea introducing the you, The roar the of the ocean, because we're yeah. always outside on the beach. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You insist and on And then those... the roar of the lion that I ride in, like oh, Katy Perry boy. at the Super Bowl, but it's a real lion. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. How now? Suck on that, Perry. Do you have to include uh, supplies for the lion in your backstage rider? No, the lion doesn't eat or drink. Because oh. honestly, you know, animals, I'm a vegetarian, so I sure. just believe animals are not as good as us. And right. yeah. that's why I don't eat them. Because so just... I don't want that in my body. That would be disgusting and dirty. So Got what it. you do is you just ride a lion until it dies. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you capture a new lion, ride it on stage until it dies. It dies on the dies. beach. Yeah. It di- you know, w- well, you guys have heard about this mm-hmm. sort of a sea lion sort of a thing. That's where that came from. Oh, so these are all of your old lions yep. that have washed out yep. into the waves. That's right. Can I ask you a question? And they about... get real smooth from the water. Can I? Ask I you a... wish I knew more of the song, <laughs> "The Circle of Life," than just "The Circle of Life." I mean, I don't think any of those were the notes, but you got the words right. Oh, I sure did. That is the title of the song. <laughs> the... He's more Circle. of a Rice and less of a John. Exactly. Thank you. Um, I... No, I'm more of a Samantha. <laughs> Got it. I have a question about capturing the lion. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you taking questions? I'm taking questions, yeah. So I imagine it happening like, you know how in Ro- Roman gladiatorial battles? <laughs> yeah. One guy has a big sword and one guy has a net and a trident? Mm-hmm. Uh... The net I'm trying to visualize. Is it like a pool cleaning net? It's like a weighted net. It's like a it's giant. It's like a flinging a net. A flinging net. Oh, oh, oh. I thought it had it. like a long pull on it. No, yeah. not like a butterfly net. Okay. I Although, was thinking of a butterfly net. If you if you were in a gladiatorial type battle and someone did have a pool net and they just dumped wet leaves on you, <laughs> you would be oh, pretty oh, God. Oh, oh. One dead frog. Oh. That'll clear a pool. June bugs. Ugh. Just a net full Disgusting. of June bugs. Yeah, so the net. So that's how I'm picturing you capturing them with the trident and the throwing net. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but look, I've never captured a lion. I'll I've only, do that. I've only shot him stone dead. Hi, I'm a dentist <laughs> from the place where they shot that lion. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. Um, sometimes I'll just put on the net starring Sandra Bullock, and then the lions will get very calm. They're attracted to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's America's sweetheart. Yeah. So they'll <laughs> get very calm. Love and, Sandy. Then I'll, you know, just say, you know, Jordan come with me if you want to. You live. know, Jordan co-starred in one of Sandra Bullock's m- most legendary films. What was that? It's true. I have. Two or three lines in All About Steve. Oh. The famous box office bomb, was that... for which I still receive a check for $4 every three months. Was that retitled Miss Congeniality? Uh, nope. This was titled All About Steve and released to theaters and quickly forgotten. Retitled The Blind Side? No, no. This was this is this movie came out in theaters. Yeah. You may, all let's, let's you're probably wondering clear. why you've never heard of it. Her, let's be clear. It wasn't quickly released Melissa? to theaters. It was released to theaters, then quickly forgotten. Oh, it, got it. it was not released to theaters for the first two years or so that it existed. Yeah, shelved until she won an Oscar. Oh, and, great! And yeah. then. And then, it was attached to the Oscar when they mailed out the promotional Oscars. <laughs> who's, the, <laughs> yes. who's the other star? Greg Kinnear? Uh, Bradley Cooper is Bradley also in it. So Bradley he, Cooper. Oh. So Bradley Cooper had mm-hmm. become more famous since they made it. So they're like, oh, we got this thing with two stars. That is bad. Mm-hmm. Remember how people are really mad that Bradley Cooper was at the DNC? That was a thing that made it me laugh pretty like hard. It seems like people are periodically mad at Bradley Cooper for things. And I can't – he seems to he seems I don't to know why. He did a ire. great job of acting against a plastic baby. <laughs> you know, I you mean, were of course talking about the American sniper scene where he 
calms what, what is I'm talking clearly about. a cabbage patch. It has kid. no weight at all. It's yeah. floating up in his arms. And as you if know what? Full of helium. As 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 plastic as that baby is, Cooper is compelling. I've yeah. only seen. I've not seen that film. I have seen the the clip of the baby. He's great in it. He's a compelling performer. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. Bradley Cooper is a great American, and I don't care what party he belongs to. Yeah, he could be out there. Sniping with Jill Stein for all I care. (laughs) Look, if he's in the natural law party, Uh that's great to me. If he's Bull Moose, I say Bull Moose away, Bradley Cooper, as long as I get to see those gorgeous choppers. (laughs) (laughs) Like Cooper's a keeper is what you're saying? Cooper's a keeper. got it. Uh, Cameron, did you have some opinions on either the swing revival, the garage rock revival, or whether or not it's okay to say daddy? So the only context that I have for this Mm -hmm. is actually straight white male comics Mm -hmm. making jokes Mm -hmm. about how they are oppressed Mm. because they can't – because apparently that's cultural appropriation to say daddy. Uh So I don't know the source. Oh, I I love that I have – You only have seen the backlash to it. I've only seen little baby adult men. Mm-hmm. Crying real sad because they can't they use can't, yeah. daddy. But now, I Cameron, also don't, don't know, know that they now, can't. Hold on. You don't know what it's like to be a straight white guy in this society, Cameron. Yeah. Number one, people are always trying to take away your speech rights. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't speak for Jordan. But what I have to say is important. I know it in my heart. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I don't understand hold what on, it's Cameron. like I've to got be to, hold a on, straight Cameron. white man. Cameron, hold on. I have some more things to say. But I think what I do understand is... Things are being taken away. I mean, you guys used to have 100% of the things. And yeah. now so it's just we have 99%. <laughs> so, yeah. so I I do feel like it's funny because, you know, the real side of this is all all the guys that are online or I don't really see, have this conversation with anybody in per- person, but online that are like, I feel as if I'm losing something. And you know what? Well, yeah. I'm tired of talking you out of that. You're fucking losing something. You Cameron, are. I look. I'm going to give you a, a quick history lesson. Mm. And again, I I know a lot of things. In my, is it my, about your history, the my, history of straight women? Because I know all about. <laughs> or that. is it about her history? <laughs> I was taught about that in school. Um, uh, just a quick lesson, and, and this is like a, also a civics lesson for now. Mm. Did you know that you don't even have in the United States right now? You don't even have to have land to vote. I mean, that's the kind of shit that's going on right now right. in Obama's America that I am very concerned about. But at the end of the day, if I take one look at Bradley Cooper's gorgeous mug, mm-hmm. whether he's making me laugh or making me cry, I don't care about issues. Look, I'm not about issues. At the end of the day, I'm about art. I agree with you. I will say, you know, I do feel like he let down his fans because. He broke the illusion of that movie by being a real person with his own independent political views that yeah, weren't that was maybe the views of the character. That was a mistake. And I just feel like you know, that's not what we're doing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not it's never been what we're doing. Like, you know but Cameron, if you're gonna play Buffalo Bill, you gotta wear some skin, is what I say. <laughs> Hammerin Cameron, it's number one, your new name is Hammerin. only late at night when i'm (laughs) drinking beer is that a good thing to say yeah sure number two uh uh number two i think when you're when we're talking about when we're talking about bradley cooper Mm -hmm. i think to some extent yes is it a betrayal of uh the uh guy from that movie 
they he pretended to be? That he went to a political convention from a different guy? Yeah, sure. Of course, that's a betrayal. But it's not like, like when if I'm going to care about entertainment and like politics, it's got to be about something important. Like, like let's say they make a new version of a movie with women instead of men. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's the kind of thing that really matters because, among other things, it makes the old movie not exist anymore. And it also can't be good because it's different. And the people are marginally less like me. Well, that's right. And I would also say that, you know, entertainment that includes people that aren't straight white men isn't for straight white men. Well, you know what I mean? It's only I would say I a, would change a one to one ratio. I'd alter that slightly. Rather than saying entertainment that isn't for straight white men, entertainment that includes people who aren't straight white men isn't for straight white men, mm-hmm. I would change that slightly. I would say that it's not entertainment. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, more like a it's homework not, assignment. It's sure. not just that they can't – that like you guys wouldn't be able to understand it. Yeah. But it's also that you wouldn't want to understand it. Yeah, it's just you activist see yourself mumbo in there. jumbo. Yeah. It's like I'm not yeah. going to go to the movie theater and plunk down my 10 bucks right. to watch a math problem. I will also say, you know, regarding that American sniper hubbub, mm-hmm. you know. Is that the name of the baby? The original. <laughs> the original. The baby's name is hubbub. I believe the movie itself also was uh, different than maybe some of the source code sure. on <laughs> that story. Did you guys know that Groot actually speaks very well and in full sentences? Oh, my gosh. When I found that out. Are you okay? Wow. I was floored. Because wow. I, I mean, my, listen, you guys know how deep my Groot fandom runs. Oh, as, as deep as the River Nile. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was. Is behind, that a deep river? As deep as the mighty Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. As deep as the Carlsbad Caverns. I was behind Groot at the gas station. Uh-huh. And, you know, I was like, oh, my gosh, here I am. Yeah. At the gas station with my hero. What is Groot Drive? Scion. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sunroof so he yep. can stick his I get tree it. head up. And I heard him. He put down his money for the cashier. Uh-huh. Pack of Winstons, he said. Mm. Really? Which is not. Something I had been Fire led to believe. Too close to wood, if you ask for well, one that thing. too. But more importantly, he said something he, that wasn't I am Groot. And I presume that he would he would smoke parliaments. <laughs> sure. You know, I try to be a tough guy. Yeah. Here I am hanging with you fellas and you feel like I'm one of you. And, oh, you know, there, and like there's no thing. doubt. Look, Cameron, we're some of the toughest guys in America. Right. Yeah. Here I try to be a tough guy. But when that little baby Groot came out. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. I mean... I've never felt more feminine. <laughs> I felt like a mother to that little baby stick. Yeah. That little guy when he was you dancing. You to cradle him? Oh, I want to kiss that little stick kiss right that on the little, face. Kiss that little stick man? Yeah. Teach, yep. him, teach him, give him a cat, go have for a catch? What a sweetie, I said. Yeah. Wait, but can I go back and ask this question? Please. Mm-hmm. What is that from? The the Groot? original prep, not Groot. Yeah, the original, that's from the movie The Indiana original Jones. beginning of this conversation. Oh, sure. 
The daddy. The daddy. Oh, so okay. Here's, what? Where is it from? What I think. Who it, says this? So a. Are we? Can we go? We're going back to being sincere now, right? We're sincere. Yeah. Okay. We're, thank God. We're, because oh, I was weird. Yeah. I don't think I could have continued I, that. Yeah. Anymore. I was so worried that I was gonna that I was gonna yeah just say something that was too, too insincere yeah. or. It was, it was also difficult. We were being really funny, and I feel like at some point you got to step away. Yeah, yeah, like let's. I mean, let's give them. People are in the car. Yeah, it's gonna get dangerous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure. I mean, the 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 side splits we must have caused with that jaunt. Right. Yeah, and if if you're gonna get dangerous, you're gonna want Darkwing Duck around. <laughs> you gotta. Uh, so here's what I think happened. Uh, someone on Twitter who is someone who is kind of like a gawker editor or someone like that, someone in that zone of celebrity, mm-hmm. said that uh, it's uh, – who is a, a – I believe a white woman. Mm-hmm. I don't know about her sexual orientation. Uh, said that – had kind of had a multi, multi-tweet rant, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, about how straight white people should not say daddy because it is something – uh, that comes from drag uh, and the queer community. So when a straight white person says daddy, they are culturally appropriating. So there you are. That's interesting. In what context? And I think that uh, – I think sexual. I think uh, when you when, – when you're, when you're getting effed by your straight F partner uh-huh. and you're telling your straight F partner what to is, – What is F stand for? I, would actually... I don't know. I was hoping you guys could help me out. I would debate. Here's what I would debate this Please. on. I would debate this on this. Uh, and you know what? I would. Lo- if this is wrong, please. Yeah. Politely, give me information over the internet. Somebody recently. <laughs> uh, oh, Cameron, connected- that's not how the internet works. No, but I, I've seen it done. Yeah, like within this past week, somebody connected with the McElroy brothers and said, "Like, you guys are saying." Slash fic to mean like porn, but it can ju- it, it can ju- mean a non sexual yes, story, but it can just mean two characters are from the together. Harry Potter yes. world combines with the tailspin yes, world, and yes. the way that they said it was very respectful mm-hmm. and like, hey, I just feel like maybe you guys don't know this, and so I'm letting you know that this is actually not. A porny thing, it can be, sure. or it can't be, and then Travis so was wait, like, wait, "So we- this is a really great way." I like. So someone made a slight reasonable mistake, and people didn't tell them they wanted to step on their throat till they die. Yeah, it was we- a very cool internet moment. The McElroys aren't the old. This actually happened with us. We were talking about September 11th, mm-hmm. and Jordan and I both thought. Oh, Jordan and I both thought that jet fuel could melt mm-hmm. steel beams. Yeah. But somebody actually let us know that jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams, uh, and it has to it has to have been an inside job. But go ahead, yeah. But it really opened our minds. Sure. Anyway, wow. But I know- I wasn't expecting the inside job part at the end, so that you that's why yeah. the long pause. Yeah, I know the I know the internet's default when someone gets something wrong is always like yeah. But yeah, there is a nice way to do it, and I think everyone, you know, you would be a you would be a a real dick to get mad at a a nice correction. It just never comes out like that. Yeah, even even actually, like let's just say you're let's say you're not saying but mm-hmm. or actually, and mm-hmm. you're just instead saying this is information, and if you never change this, I'll still listen to your podcast. Sure. That's a cool way to say it too, because that then that person nice. 
will feel like, oh, they're you know they're on my we're on the same team. That's yeah. a nice. I'm not just a thing. random man with an anime <laughs> avatar who was googling certain terms, and... or an egg avatar, or an egg, who's or... quote tweeting you to just clarify what they think a better joke would be sure. about that. So I have to immediately block them so no. that anyway. But egg, um, egg avatar, anime avatar, and as I learned recently, mm-hmm. much to my dismay. Arless avatar. <laughs> I know it's it's so it's just so disheartening seeing Robert Wool himself telling me to choke on his cock. Yeah. Uh, no, a uh, Simpsons avatar. I got it really yeah. bad recently from some dudes with Simpsons avatars, oh. and there's yeah. nothing I like more than the Simpsons. Hmm. And it felt like Jordan. I at, might even say that- you. I might even say you really like The Simpsons. Yeah, I like it a lot. Do you think that was actually Bart Simpson pulling a classic Bart Simpson prank? Oh. Uh, so I'm his new Mo. Yeah. Oh, did I'm... he hop on a skateboard and get out of there? Oh, boy. You know what? He did. I did you hear I about... I should have known it was, it was El Barto himself. <laughs> did you hear about the old most testicular cancer? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, he can't answer the phone anymore physically. Like, he physically oh, wow. can't lift it. So... so so Bart has to find new targets. So the the '90s answer to Dennis the Menace has to has to get on my ass on Twitter, huh? Yeah, Bart's definitely my it. favorite Simpsons character. Anyway, sure. oh, uh, speaking of the Simpsons, there's Please. a dad on that show. Yeah. yeah. So daddy. daddy. Yeah. I my understanding has always been that this word actually has a root in the patriarchy, right? So <laughs> so. Uh, you know, it's a power play word, sure. right? Yeah, so there's yeah. something about maleness being powerful, and I think that that's a fun thing to play with. And and uh... yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I understand not, you know, and, and I think a, a Twitter meme is to, you know, go online and to tell the Pope, "Fuck me, Daddy," <laughs> <laughs> which you know I could see as a, as as you know potentially problematic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess if you're in the privacy of your own home and you're effing your sweetie, you should be able to say whatevs as long as the kids down the street. So was here. this only about like internet culture? This wasn't like this isn't what you should say in the Betty by time. I think she was saying that you should not say this in Betty by time. Oh well, that I, I, I think, think is garbage because I do not think we should be patrolling anybody yeah. for what they're doing during that time. I think whatever uh, is happening for you, as long as it's consensual and your partner mm-hmm. knows what's going on and they sign up, totally rad. What about that German F one guy with the Nazi uh, uh, dominatrix thing? <laughs> oh, sure. From John I don't know Ronson, what you're talking about. From John Ronson's book. This is a great story. This is a a a German F1 guy. Or a, he was sorry. the boss of all of F1, which is a in Europe is a huge right. is the biggest. It's the biggest sport in Europe, other than soccer. Right, right, right. So, so what he happened was so he was caught by a British tabloid reporter at what the tabloid reporter said was a Nazi themed orgy. Married okay. man. And he came back and sued the paper. He says this was not a Nazi-themed orgy. This was a German-themed orgy. German military-themed. Yeah. So uh, – and he was right. No swastikas. No uh, no one said a Jewish slur. So uh, so that sounds great then. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I mean know, right? in some ways. Mm-hmm. Well, I just – so that, I guess the question – That sounds great to me. I guess the question is who was harmed. Uh, I mean I think, you know – I think if the moment there's a swastika sure. there, I'm stressed out. In a Absolutely. in a real way. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, again, I'm not a Jewish person, so I don't know how I would feel about just hearing accents. But to be fair, Nazis not crazy about lesbians. <laughs> oh yeah, no, true. I mean, we definitely 
We got it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for real. I don't know. I mean, we're also t- having this podcast on the day that this Anthony Weiner stuff happened. Oh, sure. So I feel very much more like, I mean, so if this is your boss, I'm trying to think about the actual implications of that. The guy at the Nazi themed sex party, because it's like if this is your boss and you're me, Cameron Esposito, and you're a gay woman, then you're like, my boss loves to play sex Nazi. That feels bad. <laughs> right. So gonna, it, because of right, the sure. position that it's he's gonna in, it's going to make the Friday check in meeting. A yeah, little weird. that makes that particular. Just keep shuffling papers. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so maybe they don't. Maybe maybe it's not a German mm-hmm. military sex party. He's like, hey guys, time. I brought bagels, right? Yeah, <laughs> I brought some bagels <laughs> for the office. Everybody, is that, that grab who a bagel? Wants to talk about that race obviously cars matters. And not yeah. other things. Because Anthony Weiner, the stuff that he's doing, he no longer is in a position of power. He doesn't yes. hold office. He's just. A, destroying and messing with his wife's life. Yes. Because also... Who there, is love? Did, did you guys see the Wiener movie? I didn't watch it. Oh, it's love. She is a lovely person. She and, seems cool. And it, I learned two, I, three things. From, Number one. From the Wiener doc. Called Wiener. Wiener. Wiener doc is also another thing, too. I bet you've been to one. <laughs> sure. You guys ever go to the Wiener doc? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, anyway, go you ahead. You get a hot dog, and then you push your dick into another dick. <laughs> uh, number one. Wiener's wife, Huma Abedin, is a lovely person, wonderful, and uh, she's an an asset to the Clinton campaign. I think she's a pretty wonderful person. She seems smart as hell. Two, you get why Wiener became a a famous guy, seemed like he had his heart in the right place, and uh, you get why he kind of came back after the first one, you know? And three... New York is always having a parade. It's just constantly having a parade for a specific thing. And fucking Wiener gets down there and he marches in all the parades. But I believe that because the first time I ever went to New York City, I was with my first girlfriend. We came out of the subway Mm -hmm. and we walked into like a Scottish themed parade (laughs) that was being... Uh, marshaled by uh, Sean Connery. I don't mean to be rude, but that was a police officer's funeral. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was just groups of people with different tartans on mm. all warming up on the bagpipes at the same time playing oh, different oh, tunes. Good. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, it's a good thing the bagpipe only plays that one song. Yeah. <laughs> the bagpipe um, song. I just, I feel like, ugh. You know, it's only a mess because... I mean, we don't even know anything about their relationship. Maybe they have some sort of arrangement. But this guy is, he needs, like, coaching. Yeah. I mean. You I, can't do that. You can't send a picture of you with your son. Oh, boy. Yeah. Soup's, soup's gross. And definitely, like, so on brand for him. Like, it's the exact kind uh, of gross shit that people have been watching him. Like, it's something you want him to do, you know? It's, yeah, it's, it's like wanting Homer Simpson to say, doe. You want Wiener to right. to text a plastic surgery bikini model a shirtless photo with his son in it i wanted him to have a new funny name i feel like he's (laughs) tommy dong actually (laughs) oh like carlos danger yeah yeah that would have been fun tommy dong would be good tommy dong's great yeah great i feel like he actually um maybe he's interested in the the messiness like maybe that that's part of it yeah maybe he maybe he sure gets off on the thought of being on tmz because it does feel like 
there's a lot of precautions you could take. I would I assume that famous or notable people are gen- generally able to have whatever kind of sex that they want to have. Yeah, there's like a mansion for mm-hmm. it. Yeah, there's a mansion for that. <laughs> it's, uh, it's filthy. Yeah, it's a it's a gross mansion. It's under <laughs> it's underneath some sort of cloaking shield. Right. Uh, like that one Star Trek movie where they went to the ice planet. You guys know the one. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, and this sex mansion you can go into depending on what your IMDb star meter is. Right. Yes. And then you can just do whatever. By the way, mine's on the rise. So Yeah, we've heard. I'm Kelsey pretty, Grammer's pretty close to getting in there. Kelsey Grammer's Puma from the 80s lives there, too. <laughs> <laughs> right, the most coked out Puma you've ever seen. But outside, like with a chain yeah. in the garden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder how 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 far we are away from this. A you know, you get the oh, the politician he sexted the the Snapchat to the lady and then you have the press conference and it's him and his his doting wife by his side and she just comes over to the microphone and says, "Uh yeah, I was cool with it. Uh we fuck other people sometimes, so get over it." Yeah, so that's the way that you can do it, right? You could yeah. do it that way. You could Tilda Swinton it and just be like, this is my husband, this is my boyfriend, I'm beautiful, get over it. You know, it's like, when did Swinton do that? Oh, she has like a she has a husband uh-huh. who's a, an artist, who's uh-huh. like a fine artist, I think a sculptor. Tracks for um, Swinton. And then she has a companion. Oh. Like a male, like a companion that travels with her. I yeah. don't know if they're still together, but for a while. And he was young, so the the. Artist husband is like twenty years older, mm-hmm. companion like twenty years younger. So she was, she would, she was just like, it's not a problem for us. Also, my husband is like older than me, and it's hard for him to travel, and he doesn't really want to come. So then I just have this other man. This is my companion, my travel man. And then people were like, Yeah, we get it. You're, yeah, you're I mean, a beautiful alien. Yeah, do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that really falls into. A beautiful alien exemption. Mm-hmm. You think so? Like even another beautiful person who wasn't – like if Julia Roberts said that, you'd be like, mm, okay. <laughs> but you wouldn't be like, of course. <laughs> Whereas if if even like uh, Christopher Walken said that, you'd be like, yeah, I guess uh, that's how Christopher Walken does it. Jeff Goldblum. If Jeff Goldblum said some shit like that, you'd be like, if, yeah, wait, okay. If I, Jeff Goldblum, I would be shocked if Jeff Goldblum says, I am totally monogamous. Right. <laughs> that would be the shocking thing. Or not on a spectrum. That that that, that guy has oh, Goldblum done all. Oh, Goldblum has lived. Things. Goldblum yeah. has lived. Yeah. That guy's fucked a mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I'm... I, yeah, I'm he thinking about it right now. He's f- fungus. He's, yeah. He has fucked a beautiful piece of outsider art. But I would say <laughs> he's fucked a sculpture uh, by a hillbilly. Huma is very, very beautiful. She's oh, very, very, very Huma beautiful. Huma is way better she's looking than Wiener. Super beautiful. Yeah, and I also gorgeous. think that you know the thing with politicians is that unfortunately we run on morality here in this country, which well, is dumb. I run on morality. Apparently, you guys think it's okay to objectify. Oh, the moral. Mm-hmm. I run on Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Sponsor on this week's program, HelloFresh. This is a meal delivery service uh, that I have used. I have used it too. I I made myself a cheeseburger. I like it a lot. 
HelloFresh is great. Each week, uh, they create new delicious recipes with step-by-step instructions designed to take around 30 minutes for That's everyone. half an hour! Yeah. Yeah. That's you like, could fit two of them in one hour! Sure. You can m- cook while simultaneously glancing over at an episode of either BoJack Horseman or Cameron Esposito's new show that I assume is like a half an hour. Yeah, it's probably it's- roughly half an hour for purposes of syndication. That's right. Anyways... So you make these meals, it takes around a half an hour, everybody from novices to seasoned home cooks will love these recipes. They deliver uh, They deliver it to your doorstep in a special insulated box. It does have a very nice box. The box is great. There's all sorts of cold packs in there. The meat is cold. The veggies are fresh. Uh, it's great. Jordan, I'm on the fence about HelloFresh. And I'm not on the fence about HelloFresh. I cook that nice cheeseburger. So, but you but in this scenario, sure. Me, your host, beloved podcaster <laughs> Jesse Thorne, am not beloved podcaster Jesse Thorne. I'm some some rube, some rube who doesn't who, who wouldn't know about. who wouldn't know a good deal if it bit yeah. him on the behind. I'm on the fence about this because it sounds great to have a convenient meal delivered right to my door in a very nice box. Yeah. However. You need I'd a, like a little something extra. You want a little juice to get you over the edge. A little soupçon of something special. A little Hawaiian sea salt sprinkled on top. Here's what you do. You go to HelloFresh.com. Okay, makes sense so far. And while you're checking out, you use the offer code CHORT, and you get 35 bucks off your first order. So all I have to do is go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code CHORT while I'm checking out, yeah. and I'll get $35, $35 off. $35 off. But then I won't get the delicious meals delivered to my door. No, you will. So I'll get the meals plus $35 off just for knowing the special Jordan Jesse Go inside joke CHORT? Yes. At HelloFresh.com? HelloFresh.com. CHORT? CHORT. HelloFresh.com? CHORT? CHORT, yes. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, and I'm curious about Jonathan Van Ness and his show, Getting Curious. How do you pick something that's going to be on Getting Curious? My only prerequisite is that is that I actually need to be curious about it. It seems like there is really no question that you won't ask. That is correct. I'm a fearless Katie Kirk in that way. Getting Curious, the show about everything. Download it wherever you get podcasts. And if the Martha Stewart of Max Fun tells you to download a podcast, you just got to do it. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the ghost of John McLaughlin. Jordan Morris, daddy. Cameron Esposito, daddy to Jordan's daddy. <laughs> Ooh, you're double daddying, Jordan. I'm the grandfather. <laughs> I'm the grandpa. <laughs> Thanks for that Christmas check, granddaddy. <laughs> you welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Is that appropriating from our nation's seven-year-olds? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry I'm, uh, sorry I'm seven playing. Um, you have something on your mind, Jesse. Something you need to get off your chest? Stick I went on a craw. brief. So I got I got this cabin. My wife and I got this cabin mm-hmm. and uh, for family stuff. Mm-hmm. And, oh, by the way, I have not mentioned this on Jordan, Yes, You Go. And we, it was mentioned on One Bad Mother and mm-hmm. on uh, – oh, no, we did mention it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, we mentioned it because I didn't hadn't told you beforehand. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that now. Uh, Teresa's pregnant. Oh, um, congrats! Uh, no problem. Uh, thank you. No, I appreciate no problem. It. <laughs> it was not a problem. We're, we're given, you know, a we're giving the world more of what we got. A smooth okay. process. Um, but anyway, we we got this cabin. I went up to the cabin to uh, bring some furniture this weekend. Mm-hmm. I was there for like twelve hours, just me and my dog Coco. What's the drive? What's the drive like? What are you looking? Three forty-five. Pretty good. You got to drive pretty far to get to the uh, Jesse can afford to buy cabin range. Mm-hmm. That's your main qualification. Oh, you own it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we bought this. We bought this cabin. And uh, I managed, and this is the things that I did wrong on this trip to the cabin. Uh, first of all, I drove there, you know, 345, mm-hmm. four hours, something like that. The last f- 10 miles are up this super windy, uh, windy mountain road. I'm about five miles up that super windy mountain road when I realized I did not bring the keys. Mm. Mm. So I'm four hours into the drive. <laughs> But luckily, Rhea Butcher was with you. She had her all tool, and you were like, oh, she'll be able to break in in a snap. Oh, wow. Does your wife, Rhea, always carry an all tool? Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> but yeah, no, she's like, she's who you want to be with in that situation. I would love to be, I would love to be with Rhea Butcher in almost any situation. Right, right, right. Baseball game? Yeah, Cleveland Indians game? Yes, exactly. Uh, Cavs. Oh, she's throwing out a first pitch on Labor Day. What? Where? Really? At the, she's going at Cle- Cleveland Baseball, which is what I'm allowed to call them in our household. Right. That's uh, the best name. Um, or the Spiders. You can call them the Spiders. She's throwing <laughs> out a first pitch for, for Cleveland Baseball on September 5th. Hell That's yeah. pretty good. I know. I'm so excited for her and stressed. Did she get – now I saw maybe what were the beginnings of an internet campaign. Yeah. She kind of campaigned for it and then they were like, okay. That, yeah. Hell yeah. They're like, yeah, well, the branch manager from the Bank of America that sponsored Bobblehead Night's doing it. So I guess you're in, actual talented person. She, actually, you know what's wild is like they're doing so well this year. Yeah, they're the I don't, know what, I don't know what to say after that besides that they're doing well. Sure. I don't have any other like we will not press baseball you, talk. We will not press you for more about, details. Now, they're I, at the top of the division. Yeah. Now, Car- obviously Bayerga. this is maybe something more to ask her about, but I mean maybe you can weigh in a little bit. I mean obviously when a – a a bad first pitch, a wild first pitch, is something that can go viral in this day and age yeah. of the internet. People well, Rhea like... plays on a baseball team. She does. Yeah. So we're not concerned about uh, a 50-cent-style wild pitch. The concern here, my concern, yeah. if I could share a concern with you so that you get worried about mm-hmm. it on Rhea's I'm already behalf, worried. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that she gets... Drafted. Sometimes... <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know, minor league baseball players are paid less than minimum wage. Did you know that's actually true? I did not know that. Minor league baseball players get paid, like, the equivalent of, like, $4 an hour mm-hmm. at the lower levels. What? I got in a Twitter fight with um, I got in a Twitter fight with Penn Jillette's wife about this. I mean, I guess the oh. only benefit is that they get to sleep with Susan Sarandon. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's, I mean... I'll take it. Yeah. No price too small. <laughs> or the, however you would put that in words. Still looks good. Um, my concern here is that she's going to get too big for her britches. Mm. She's going to want to go full mm-hmm. wind up. Mm-hmm. And she's going to, like Icarus, fly too close to the sun. Hubris. It's not going to be a lack of skill that takes her down. It's going to be hubris. She's going to try and throw a splitter. No, I, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I hear you. She's trying to find people to actually do pitching practice with like real pitching practice at a field and do all and do the full distance and everything and i think that's gonna be really good and then on the day 
I think my job will just be to tell her to cool it out. Don't worry about it. If she doesn't get on the team this year, there's always next year, you know? Have you seen the picture of uh, our friend and probably yours, uh, comedian Jimmy Pardo, throwing out the first pitch for the Chicago White Sox? No. He looks like he's never seen a baseball in his life. (laughs) Jimmy's a lifelong baseball fan and not a bad athlete. Uh, but just this still photograph, which I've ran, which ran in the Chicago Sun Times. Amazing. <laughs> um, he literally looks like it's as though someone. Yeah, he might as well be Portuguese. Did you see Judd? Judd's pic, Judd Apatow's picture when he threw out. A oh, first I was. Pitch for I assumed Mets? you were talking about Judd Hirsch. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. He, you I was should. thinking Nelson. That is amazing. Three different Judds. Yeah. Uh, Christian's already got the picture That's of Jimmy amazing. up there. Oh, uh, God bless Jimmy. Judd Apatow mm-hmm. looks like he his he looks like he's throwing some serious heat. Mm-hmm. He is in full whatever photographer got him, they got him in flagrante. Yeah, they got him right in the middle of it. Wait, so the, the, in flagrante, this He's whole thing sex plus with his the dick is yeah. out. Oh wow! <laughs> no, but uh, it's an amazing photograph that you should also see, just because ah, it's I would love to see real that. serious. He's really, really, really committed. I would love. Well, what, what I'm picturing when I picture Rhea doing this is Rhea, especially from a distance, does not necessarily look like an athlete. Like she's pretty slight of build. She's tiny, yeah. Pretty small. Like she doesn't look like uh, uh, uh she doesn't look like she would be like like most most uh women softball players are are like huge. Right, like right, right. by no means all, but like they all look like they're like strong. Well, she plays baseball. Yes. Mm. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I already said that. It's I I know, I know. But I'm just You're saying right. she does have baby group bod for sure. My baby point group is bod all the way. My oh, point is what a cute bod. <laughs> that if the if the, if those 20,000 people piling into their pot? seats have an idea of a woman who's good at throwing a baseball. It ain't going to be her. It's not going to be her. And so when she throws it good, it's going to be great. No, you're right. That's totally going to be great. I will say Rhea makes me watch a zillion amounts of baseball. And one thing that I really love talking about is Mm -hmm. how there doesn't seem to be a fully standard baseball body. At this point in the rest of sports. Yeah. There's like a kind of standard golf bod. Stand- I went with golf first. Standard. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's standard, the top sport. Standard basketball bod. So, you know, all. I mean, there's not I, know, listen, I, know, I know everybody in here yeah. prefers prefers ladies and uh, romantically, yeah. but I think we can all agree we love those golf bods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, those golf, golf bods. Uh, 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 uh. Polo yes. slacks. Tuck it, tuck it tight, tuck it deep, right into those slacks. Mm. <laughs> what is Golf bod. what is Ooh, weird about get, if you if you if you want to mess with this boy, get you a visor. <laughs> okay, get you a visor. The weird thing about baseball is that none of them look like they can play baseball. <laughs> There's not a single man out there that looks like they were supposed to do because some of them are. Super flexed out, oh. and they look like they can't get the bat around that fast. And then some of them are super duper skinny, and then that's the pitcher. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a pitcher that looks like Bartola. It might be the belly itcher. Like, be like, be to be uh, fair, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, a lot of them look like they could be professional bass fishermen. 
There's just such a large variation. And I feel like that's how it used to be in all sports. But then everybody started training for this, like, ideal mm-hmm. bod. You know, like, looking at all the swimmers that were at the Olympics, and, and it's the only variation yeah. is, like, whether they have 17 abs or yeah. 18, if They're it's, like, even or odd. slim triangle men. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> uh, something that I noticed, a little sports world that I will take a detour in occasionally, is I have some friends who are into the UFC. The ultimate fighting. Ooh. Ah, yes, blood sport. Yes. <laughs> right, yes, exactly. Uh, the kumite, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, boy, there are a variety of UFC bods as well. Sometimes it'll be a guy who looks like he is about to fight, you know, Van Damme in 1992 after he wraps his hands in gauze, dips them in glue, and then glass. Throw dust in the eyes! Yes, oh, all about the dust in the eyes. So you'll have one of these guys who looks like he's a, you know, a henchman or something like that. And then you will just have, like, a high school football coach fight him. And so, <laughs> well, yeah. I was at the flea market the other day, and uh, I was looking at pins and little doodads for the Put This On shop. And I'm talking to this guy, and he's telling me, oh, you know, I live in... in Chico or something like that, and I drive down or Fullerton or, you know, whatever. And uh, he's like, oh, and I'm studying to be a nurse. And I'm thinking, like, this guy's like 31 years old. Like, mm-hmm. this is a really interesting that this guy is here at the flea market selling doodads and studying to be a nurse. And also he was the, like, just this this bass fishinist guy you could mm-hmm. ever hope to see. And uh, somebody else said, like, oh, you know, uh, let's see, what did you what did you used to do? And he said, ah, I was a cage fighter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I think what just, is this guy? I think you just have to be strong and not care about your own death. <laughs> I think you just, if you have those two things, you could probably make it pretty far. In the up, flea market game. Uh, up, yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is what they call the modern blood sport. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what you did. When you were four hours away outside oh, that yeah. cabin. Well, have I got news for you. Well, first of all, a friend of my mom's had gone down to bring – so my mom's a furniture dealer. So a friend of my mom's had brought, had some delivered some furniture to the cabin the previous night and spent the night because it was a long drive. And I thought like, oh, maybe he uh, maybe he's still there. So I went up and he wasn't still there. So then I thought, well, maybe he hasn't gotten too far. So I went to the neighbor's house and called him. And uh, uh, he was in Modesto, so that wasn't happening. But then I remembered my ace in the hole. Folks, that's Skip. Skip's our other neighbor. Mm -hmm. Cabin cabin neighbor. Cabin neighbor. He lives there. His grandparents or great-grandparents founded the town. He's the town builder. Oh, so you're from East Skipsburg then. Yeah. (laughs) So I went over to Skip's place Mm -hmm. and knocked on the door. Skip was there drinking white wine in his underpants. (laughs) Hell yeah. Man, Skip has it figured out. Um, uh, Skip has not every time I've interacted with Skip like four times. He's offered me a drink within ten seconds of me interacting with him every time, and I'm talking about all times of day, mm-hmm. all contexts. And uh, I believe that though, and I'm going to tell you why. If it, I meet you in the mountains with that, yeah, you, if you, with that facial hair, because if I meet you here in your office where you work, I mean, we know each other, right? But let's say I don't know you. Yeah. I'll walk up here. That's what I would prefer. I meet you with this. <laughs> this visual I just think you're a fancy man. Right. If I meet you in the woods, I... You think I want a beer. Alcohol. I feel like at you want point, a beer. At one point, Or just Skip that you've said, been out there for a while. Sure. You know, like, it's like, 
I had declined. I had declined to drink in one of our interactions. I had declined to drink and let him know that I don't drink. And uh, Skip said, um, Skip said a, a few minutes later, he's like, "Oh, you know, today is the big uh, horseshoe tournament. Mm. You should come down and uh, uh, play horseshoes in the big horseshoe tournament because this, this is very like a hundred houses in this town." You should come, and I'm thinking like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll I'll go play. And then he goes, yeah, but we just drink beer the whole time. <laughs> uh, you don't want to do it. <laughs> dodging, dodging wayward horseshoes thrown by drunks. Yeah, like apparently, a they start at they start at ten and mm-hmm. drink all day, mm-hmm. and b they're super fucking serious about it. Well, but you're as a human being who doesn't drink. This is a scenario I'm sure you've Well, I'm not trying before. to pool hustle them. <laughs> no, I know. I just mean it is funny. Oh, but I'm not talking about When people about... say like uh But like when I it it's it's fine when people are drinking socially, but when people are drinking because that's the activity, then it's less fine. Got it. So they were, so it he was, was like, like it the was like, point uh, of it the is The point drinking. of it is to drink as much as you sure. can over the course then of one I think day. what would happen is that you would you would win the you would win the horseshoe tournament. Skip's about fifty. By I the way, I bet you get Skip's house after that. Yeah, you get Skip's house and uh, a night with Mrs. Skip <laughs> or Mister Skip. Mrs. Skip is very nice. She's clearly had a lifetime of accommodating Skip. <laughs> and then it comes out later that that motherfucker was sober the whole time. He was drinking soda pop, and that's why. He could throw those shoes so good. It's the that town's doping scandal. While I was asking Skip, I thought Skip probably had an extra key to my house because mm-hmm. I knew that he had helped the people who owned my house before. Skip's and had, like, ah, sure I do. I watch you sleep. I'm in there right now. <laughs> uh, I went over there to ask. Guess while, what? I've rubbed my balls on. While I was asking, not only was Skip there in his in his briefs, mm-hmm. um, it, his wife threw something on top of him. And then he put on some pants and he says, I dressed up fancy just for you. Oh, boy. <laughs> Skip is fun. Um, uh, but Skip, uh, uh, while, I, while I was asking for a key, uh, I got stung by a bee. Skip got stung by a bee. I got stung you by got a bee. You got stung by a bee. Mm-hmm. I managed to get myself stung by a bee mm-hmm. while asking for a spare key. Uh, and uh, he had one. So I got in. And uh, then I stepped in poop twice in a six-hour time period what kind of poop was this uh one was skip skip poop my dog got freaked out Mm -hmm. up there uh pooped in the middle of the floor in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. i sort of woke up wondered why it smelled like poop i'm sorry that i'm talking about poop for people who are uncomfortable with that but it's just the reality of my life okay i woke up at three o'clock in the morning thought the room smells like poop what's going on turned on the light looked around didn't see it went back to bed got up in the morning Poop stepped in it with my foot. Ah. Oh, with your foot. With my foot. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> then stepped. <laughs> then stepped terrible in. news. So I had to like put my foot in the sink. That is. It was awful. Bad news. It was like one of the worst I things that's ever happened I, to me. I don't like this story. No. If my dad hadn't once stepped on and killed my hamster with a bare foot, uh, oh. I would not. Um, I would think that this was the worst thing that had ever happened oh, to someone's foot. I hate, I hate those stories equally. Um. No, I hate the hamster. But then, like literally three hours later, I stepped in poop again, but not with the barefoot this time, with my shoe. 
So I guess the moral of the story is that I'm a real city slicker. <laughs> yeah, I think this that's is what's the, going on. This with is me. the first part of the late '80s cabin movie that you're in. Yes. This is your Doc Hollywood. I know. You're I'm a, a regular Chevy Chase. Man, yeah. those you you don't want to hear what the raccoons are saying to each <laughs> yeah. other about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a knucklehead they're yeah. saying. We got to get that fancy trash of his. Chit chat. Uh, probably all brie you know, and caviar. My, my tiny eight pound chihuahua got stung by a bee, which oh, was no. the saddest experience. Not Murph the Durf. I know it was the saddest. Uh, we were not close to my house. We were on like a longer walk, and he just made a otherworldly ghoul sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that we weren't watching Ghostbusters, so sure. I looked down and a little bee was flying away from his foot, mm. and. I have With no a idea. guilty look on its right. face. <laughs> well, I didn't do anything. Buzz, buzz, buzz. And Off to die. I didn't know. They die when they get stuck. Like, what if he's allergic? I mean, first of all, yeah, he sure. immediately like was holding his one foot so sad. Oh, so I knew it was boy. like did not you, okay. Did you have a sepi pen? I did no, not have a sepi pen. They're too expensive. <laughs> dog. <laughs> I, I you had his Viagra, ran. right? <laughs> Here, it's okay. Take this Viagra. I ran with him to my house mm-hmm. and then like threw him in the car and then called the vet and was like, I'm on my way over with my dog and whatever. And it was – I mean if I, if I didn't love him so much, it would have been funny to watch a dog emergency. Sure. Right. Because I came in and was like holding him and they were like – We've been expecting you, like, out of the way to everybody else that was just waiting for the regular, like, vet time. Like, this, wait. Take your sick iguana and shove it up your ass. go, go. Yeah, like, just putting him. Threw him on a stretcher and started pounding through double doors. Exactly. It was that level of serious. You're shit out of luck, bird people. Then they they only take him through, you know, one set of doors. And the stinger was still in there. So they had to take it out. Mm. And so I had to hear... His sad, oh, sad yeah. noises. He was so sad. And then they gave him a cortisone shot, so he was okay. But That's nice. it was... Ugh. So he could come back in the second half. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the... I mean, That's not what it is. Not a cortisone shot. What's the other one? Benadryl. Benadryl. <laughs> yeah. They gave him a cortisone shot in his cartilage. So he was fine. Yeah. They iced him down. Got it. Yep. Here's the, as long as we're pitching movies based <laughs> on these some, experiences. Some icy hot, they, some tiger They did balm. like a quick arthroscopic surgery, uh-huh. and it was fine. You they know, cleaned they out some it bone out. spurs. Yeah, it was no big deal. <laughs> right. So here's the movie based on this. Jesse, you've got a delightful Doc Hollywood situation going yeah. right. on. Maybe you'll marry Woody Harrelson or something. I forget what happens in that movie. Can I throw in one thing about my delightful Doc Hollywood situation? Yeah. I appreciated everyone, but I don't need your unwanted VHS tapes. I sincerely appreciate it, but literally like a dozen people have offered me VHS tapes since I announced that we have a TV VCR at our cabin. It's a great – it's a sweet thought. I got more VHS tapes than I need. <laughs> I really only needed the hunt for Red October. Okay. Go ahead, Jordan. Cameron. Dog yeah. stung by a bee. See the bee fly off. Get into the hospital. Doctor comes out. Covered in blood. Right. <laughs> it's like, how is he doing, doctor? This is you. How's he doing, doctor? It's like, well – He's stable, but to really cure him, we're going to need the bee. And then you have to hunt down the bee. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's a great – here's how I thought you were going to go with it. First yeah. of all, I love – that is that is a better pitch than what I was going to say. I thought you were going to say that was a radioactive bee. He's half bee. Oh. <laughs> and then you have to now, take care then of Then he's a, cry, a dog. He becomes a real bumble boy. Yeah, yeah. he's a dog bee hybrid bumble boy. As you mm-hmm. know, he's flying around. 
He's got his cape, but still regular dog intelligence. And we'll tie we'll tie the two we'll tie the two movies in together because right. I think we all love a shared universe. Right. Mm-hmm. You come out in the middle of the night, squish barefoot, turn on the light. Ah, oh, I got a foot full of honey. <laughs> he made honey on the floor. Dog, this dog poops honey. Yeah, I don't know where honey comes from. <laughs> I think, I think it, it comes from dog poop. Yeah. Well, be hybrid dog poop anyway. Right. At the very least, where does Skip fit into the, all this? Skip? Yeah. Oh, uh, so, okay, if we are going shared universe, mm-hmm. Marvel style, mm-hmm. we tease him at the end of Cameron's movie. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like the Thanos. Right. So he'll he'll be the bad guy in 10 years. Thanos, the hands of fate? Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> Got it. Uh, so, yeah, I think he's the big bad. Okay. Right? And then you guys like have it. to team up to yeah. kill Skip. Plus, he's got a weird chin. Got a weird chin, and mm-hmm. then yeah, you'll kill him. I sure do know Thanos. For oh, I mean, if we're talking, I mean, who? Thanos, what a weird love chin. Him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Can I uh, can I tell you about my weird place that I drove recently? Yeah, where did you drive, Jordan? Uh, I drove out uh, to the high desert to visit the Integratron. Have you guys heard of this? No. So this is. A structure built out kind of in Palm Springs. This is maybe like a two two ish hour drive east from LA, and uh, it is a dome out in the desert where you take a sound bath. So, oh boy, the Integratron is so. And this, it's so you have to make reservations. It's open at weird hours. Uh, you know, it's only open a couple of days a month to do a sound bath. And every time I go on the website, uh, it's all booked up. But this time when I went on the website, because I'm like, I got a couple of days off. I should probably head out there and do that sound bath that I've been meaning to do. I go on the website. There's reservations. Oh, my God. This is great. And I'm like, oh, I wonder why this isn't booked up. It's the summertime. It's vacation time. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's fucking Burning Man this weekend. So everyone (laughs) who would be taking the sound bath is going out to Burning Man. This is great. And this is a different place from that dildo RV. Uh, this is the same zone as the dildo RV. Okay. Years ago, Jordan went to a dildo RV. Mm-hmm. It was an art installation. Can I ask you, not sexual. did you go by yourself to get a sound bath? Uh, I did go by myself to get a sound bath. I You off- are more interesting than I thought you were. <laughs> I have Thanks. baseline thought you were pretty interesting. Sure. But also a normal guy. Sure. You know what I mean? You got normal guy vibes. Yeah. If I if somebody had said to me, who do you think you know that took a sound bath by themselves? Yeah. I would say, well, probably my hairstylist, Pony, because <laughs> he's got a lot of face tattoos. Yeah. yeah. I actually picked Pony up halfway th- yeah. halfway there. He was hitchhiking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think I think I feel like I am done waiting on flaky people to do a thing that I want to do. I love that. I feel like I if I want it, I feel like I'm and I kind of like the solo time, honestly. So, yeah, I feel like I'm. Uh, these past couple of years, I've been doing a lot of solo vacations. That's been lovely. That's great. A lot of solo road trips because uh, I'm done. I'm 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 done. Uh, hey, if you're out there and you're my friend, and you say, "Oh, we should do something," and then you're busy, I'm done waiting for you. Yeah, because you're worth it. I'm totally worth it. And I, and yeah, I do want to see Pete's Dragon, but I just feel like I should take Simon if I'm going to go see Pete's Dragon. Well, I'm seeing Pete's Dragon on Thursday. Fine, so not... if you're not there, I'm sorry. I'm seeing it by myself, okay. and I'm having a great time. Because you know who's good company? Me. I just have a five-year-old, so I feel like if I'm going to go to see Pete's Dragon, I don't want to go without him. No, I get that. Okay, thanks, Jordan. So, uh... Maybe Jordan would dress up like a dragon? That sounds terrifying. <laughs> well, 
No, at the end of Are the movie. Are you trying to? You guys go. So basically, yeah. Jordan sits three rows behind you. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, he you're jumps like, out, grabs Simon. <laughs> That's right. Runs. That's right. He goes, We live in the woods now. <laughs> Simon's like, We actually have a house there. Anyway, my point is, uh, how was it? Uh, so, okay, so here's what the, here's, here's the sound bath. Uh, so the premise of this place was it is uh, a nut built it in the 50s because he had the plans beamed into his head by men from Venus. Yes. So yeah. and he was, but weirdly, men are from Mars. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we didn't so know you, that at the time. We didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> advancing yeah. technology. I understand. Yeah. So he had uh, he had the plans beamed into his head by Venus people, and he had to create this dome that was supposed to be a They're kind of Venusians. A, Continue. A, I call them Venus people. Sorry, I'm not PC. I call it the Venetian in Vegas. <laughs> we all call it something different. Jordan, Sorry if it's I'm not people like you woke that are enough. Comedy. Sorry if I'm not woke enough for you PC justice warriors. Um, <laughs> you fudged that up. Uh, did I? I fudged it up. PC we Justice all. Warriors is the f- is a combination of two yeah. alt right insults, and oh, yeah. I love it. That, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Listen, you're all cucks. You're yeah. all a bunch of cucks. That's all. Sorry if I don't know all your fancy slangs that you learned at your liberal arts love ins. <laughs> bunch of cucks. Uh, they should play in a different baseball league. That's what I think. Go mm. ahead, Jordan. <laughs> What's that? If they don't like the low wages of minor league baseball. Oh, okay. They should go play in a different... I agree sure. with Pendulette's wife on this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I blocked Pendulette's wife. Um, so, uh, Venus people beamed the, beamed the plans into this guy's head to create a dome that was meant to be a gateway... Into space and time, or something, and also the Indians are involved. Is Pendulette's wife named Gillette for her? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she, uh, has, I would have, she has a lubricating strip yes, for your sensitive so areas for a woman's sensitive yeah. skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and it's so it's changed hands, uh, and apparently the, it was it was built in an area of the desert that was a a a place where aliens would land in the fifties if they needed to visit at the time Southern California. Yeah, I don't know where they land these days. Well, they landed out there because the Rat Pack was like about to happen. You yeah. know why? There was you like the go- mid-century, golden yeah. age of mid-century modern architecture. Mm-hmm. I can see why the aliens would a lot land of teak. Out there. Oh, for sure. Uh, so, but now you go in and. So I was I got there a little bit early and uh, got to enjoy a lovely hour or so in the hammock garden, hmm. uh, which is a which is a, 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 a collection of hammocks around a central pole. Was it insanely hot? It was very hot. Yes, uh, but they have little triangular water cups. Uh, oh, how would, like those cone shaped ones? Oh yeah. Oh, I love those little cones. Me too. How do you guys feel about hammocks? I fucks with hammocks. I got a hammock in my backyard. That's like the only thing that I like. That's like the only thing I like in the entire world. I feel like a hot tub is more my scene. Mm, And I know that sounds weird saying that, but those are the same thing. You know what I mean? Both of them are for to float in. Well, one you can pee in. That's why it's better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. I, I love a hammock. I am afraid that. When I get to a point in my life to where I own a hammock, I will stop trying to achieve. Like, I will just, like... Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, where I'm want, at. If yeah. you want to speed that up, just put one in your office. I just found a hammock in the closet of my fucking uh, cabin. I'm going to be going to the cabin and then hammocking there. I'll never so leave. Good. That sounds so I'm good. just going to give up. So anyway, 
hammock garden. We all go into the we all go into the dome, and uh, you and so this was part of what was awkward about being there alone was that people. So part of the dome is that it is a sonically perfect area, like uh, a lot of indie rock bands will record there, like your Edward Sharpses. Mm-hmm. Awesome. If you got a band with more than ten guys, you yep. recorded a song there. Got the word magnet in the name. Yeah. You're recording if a song you've got a, If you've got kind of a, a hot barefoot lady who plays the French horn, you have recorded a, a song in this place. If you've got guitars and robes. Yeah. You know what's weird? All I want to do now that you're saying this is just do stand up there. <laughs> I bet it's sonically perfect. Yeah. Just go record just a tight set, man. Yeah, nice tight five in the, yeah. in a doorway but that exists with uh, outside of space and time. Yeah, sure. I love it. You kill in doorways outside of space and time. That's like those are your. Well, there's people. no way to really tell, is there? Yeah, that's true. Maybe you did great. Maybe you didn't. Uh, so you uh, so you go in and uh, and so so what kind of what happens is if if you're standing on one end and I'm standing on the other, we can have a conversation at this volume and we'll hear each other. So like pe- at the science museum. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, same principle. So. Uh, so everybody was doing that with each other, and I was just by myself, and I didn't have anybody to whisper talk to. I feel like I just wanted to find like, like another like just lone dude who was walking around and just just like, wanted stand. To, just wanted to talk about season six of The Simpsons. Yeah, just like stand like stand across from him and do like, hey, did you see that new Star Trek movie? It was pretty good. I know a lot of people don't like the J.J. Abrams ones, but I think they're a lot of fun. I mean, I'm not the biggest Star Trek fan, but. You know, I mean, I liked it. I liked, I watched some TNG growing up, but I mean, I think they're a lot of fun. I mean, they're a reliable summer fair. That would be my dream if that. What's your favorite Star Trek movie? It's Star Trek mm-hmm. Four, right? Yeah, yeah. there's the, the, one with the whales. there's the there's the snow one where they can cloak the ship. I this, forget which one that this is. This whisper talking is going to be so problematic for people that are at work. Oh, uh, while they're listening so. to this, yeah. D- did they get Romulan? Oh. Did they get Romulan technology? I think they got Romulan technology. Please send your corrections to Ben and Adam from the Greatest Generation, (laughs) not us. Are you are you are you listening at work? Hide your arousal from your boss. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like a problem. They don't understand how arousing this is. They're gonna have to pause. Your throbbing member. Skip thirty seconds. Skip thirty seconds. Your throbbing (laughs) member of juicy meat curtains could be a problem (laughs) for your employment prospects. (laughs) I, Skip ahead to a list. I was just going to ask you what you said as if I hadn't heard it. <laughs> Did you just? It's best. I had not to pick to gross re- names I'm for both parts. Going over it. I'm going I had to over pick over gross it. names yeah. for both parts. There are other types of parts too. Did you? Gender enjoy... is a social construct. Yes, certainly. Sure is, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Send your corrections yeah. to Adam and Ben from yeah. the Greatest Generation. Uh, you had a question. Oh. uh... What else happens? So, so what? So you didn't so drive after, out there just so, to whisper. So there's just a general, you know, free time mm-hmm. where you can whisper to the people you came with. In in my case, I was just trying to kind of hang around and pick up other stray whispers. It felt a little bit creepy, but were I had you no using choice. one of those ear horns? God, I wish. I wish I had an old time <sighs> Mary Poppins ear horn. That would be great. 
Uh, so then you lay- I bet even a bugle would work if it's this sound. If you turn it backwards, did you have a bugle? Perfect. God, I didn't have I mean, a bugle. Did you have any corn snacks? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, imagine how, loud, imagine how loud a corn nut would be in that situation. Oh, it's you could so crunchy. You could deafen everyone in there yeah. with a with just like the- If you if you hit it with that back incisor. I know what pow, you're talking pow. about. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, so, and then you lay down on mats- Covered by surprise Indian blankets, and then a a nice man who uh, who probably fried his brain in the '60s comes in, and he tells you the story of the aliens and fucking believes it. Just totally believes it. Is not saying that he. Yes, people from Venus came. This is a time. You know this this place exists outside of time and space. Uh, you will travel to other dimensions while you're here. Just really lays it out for you. And he's like, I'm going to play a series of tones. And then at the end, I'm going to play some, you know, while you meditate. And then I'm going to play some recorded music. And then while the recorded music is on, you know, then you that's your signal to get up whenever you're ready and, and exit. I feel like I wanted to, like, while everyone was meditating, like, go up to him and just say, like, hey, I'll give you. 80 bucks to make that recorded music kickstart my heart. <laughs> like, I will give you 80 fucking dollars. Uh, so, yeah. So, then you then you kind of lay on this Navajo blanket. You and, know what I well, would say? Hmm. I'll give you $100 for a dead alien. <laughs> Come on. Let me touch it. Uh, and then you lay on these these blankets and this guy plays a, a series of tubs. With these batons, and they make he kind of rubs it along the edge. He rubs the baton on the edge of the tub, and it makes a sound, a variety of sounds that all sound like just a a auto tuned version of Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> and you do this for like an hour, and you meditate, and then he puts on a recorded music that is like Enya, and then you go. Uh, and I really liked it. I did not. I did travel outside time and space for a little bit. I didn't see, like, you know, my future kids who I was going to marry. But uh, I did see that the totally. just, the Justice League movie is going to be pretty good. Oh, cool. <laughs> Which is surprising because the DC Universe has been a little disappointing on film up until now. But mm-hmm. I saw that Justice League is going to be pretty good. I've only traveled outside of time mm-hmm. and space once. Mm-hmm. It was similar. It was like a meditation thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, it's weird. You don't get the insights you would expect to get. Like, I mm-hmm. really wanted to know um, basically what my child that's going to be born is like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't find that out. But I did find out that Tony Danza still got it. <laughs> oh, like, sexually? <laughs> you know, in my younger in my mm. younger days, um, coming up in Chicago as a comic, mm-hmm. there isn't an entertainment industry there so you are mixed in with especially if you're an alt comic as we all are in this room mm-hmm. um i'm more pr- of a storyteller yeah you guys are radio <laughs> hosts it's fine my point is we're all in that space mm-hmm. uh you we would we would have known each other there i'm like sure. a deaf comedy jam type guy yeah but yeah, go yeah, ahead. yeah 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 okay all right um, we're splitting hairs yes so you if you're into just alternative culture mm-hmm. and art making you know everybody yeah and everybody is very weird kind of a thing because they're all because the be- the biggest payoff isn't money or selling a show the biggest payoff is like being cool and making legit 
mind-blowing stuff. Yeah. So I, I know about this. I have a 21-year-old brother who lives in Chicago. Yeah. So I know exactly where I've conversed with him. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. This it's the, it's a real thing. Uh, it's a real thing. And so you know, I spent all this time doing stand-up there, and all my friends were. I had friends who were comics, but a lot of my friends were. I was in the circus, as you guys know. We've talked oh, about this boy, before. Yeah, sure. yeah, I was in the circus right? with a bunch of other people who that was their job, their main job. And then I also had a bunch of friends who were an adult cheer squad. <laughs> and then I had a bunch of friends uh-huh. who were like in the derby. And then for a while, I dated a yogi who was 10 years older than me. And. She now, when you say when you say a yogi, are you talking about a yoga practitioner yes. or a cartoon bear? <laughs> she was a practitioner of yoga. She was like the or a best ma- or a or a malaprop spouting baseball legend. She was <laughs> right, right. Great question. She was the. She taught this class that all the queer women in Chicago went to that was on Sunday nights. And I went for a little while and then – Was this while you were dating we, her or did you go – I went like – and then she – Took a shine. She dated only much younger women mm-hmm. um, and then also like paid forever. I mean I was like a young – I had nothing. I had nothing and I kind of lived with my sister and like a – and then I lived by myself in an apartment that was like $300 a month. Like I just – How much younger were you? 10. 10 years. 10 ah, years. Okay. So she had like I a wanted condo. 25, but that's fine. She had a condo that was like oh, – like nothing was in it except for like – Statues and it's like, why do we need all this? Stuff? Yes, exactly. you know, why do we need all exactly. this? And like stuff? wicker baskets. She bought us like ballroom dancing lessons that we took from an instructor at her house. Like it was like nice. very. Nice. My point is, mm-hmm. it was not a good fit. She was a nice person, and it was really fun. She was hot, mm-hmm. but it was not a good fit as Cameron. a relationship. Nice, nice. My point is, hey Cameron. Nice. 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 My point is, I really feel like... <laughs> hey, Jordan. Hey, yeah. Jesse. Nice. Pretty cool. <laughs> hey, uh, Christian. Nice. <laughs> I feel like I really... You know, I just feel like I missed a couple sound baths. You know, yeah. like we were, you know, like that, that would have been, that would have been, cause it was like everything. Like, I mean, this was, now fi- it's, now it's all, all professional sports all right, the time. Right. This was like 15 years ago or whenever this was. So she was into cupping at the time, which mm-hmm. was oh, made so popular this year sure. at the Olympics. And also I bet like, wherever she is now, she's rolling her eyes at all these Johnny right. lately cuppers. Right, right, right. And then the Chinese are like, well, we have been doing this for <laughs> eons, but, um, since a dynasty yeah. that starts with X. Yeah. <laughs> but. She was into, like, all that stuff and, like, ate only mung beans that were, like, grown. And my point is I've done some of this traveling that you guys are talking about. Sure. A, lo- a lot of it. Yeah, And yeah. seen – I know the bowls that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, 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 The whole thing. And, you know, you just leave different parts of yourself. You try on – before you – you know, if you're going to be with somebody and mm-hmm. some people aren't going to mm-hmm. be – you know, they don't want that or they're not – whatever. If you're going to be with somebody, you try on a bunch of different selves to see what works mm-hmm. before you get there. Turns out I'm going to be the wife of a professional baseball player. <laughs> but, you know, I tried on a lot of different A <laughs> shortstop. You're the wife of the new Omar Vizquel. Shortstop yeah. for the Cleveland but it. But for a while, I was like, maybe I'm a kept woman, mm. you know, by this yogi. And that's my life. I mean, that does seem like a skin it would be a pleasure to don then shed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, she was, you know, adjusting my body. Giving me, you know, just like if you just 
you just do this stretch, you're going to feel Yeah. Hey, great. if there's uh, any ladies out there who want to keep a doofus, I'm... Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I would love to be a kept doofus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, something I like about kind of poking around in that world is that it it I get to challenge my natural proclivity to roll my eyes at something and make the jack off motion. Because I feel like that is my natural state. It's like, oh, fucking. OK. All right. And I like doing something that kind of seems ridiculous at first. But if you go with it, you'll get something out of it. Well, there's a reason people do things. Right. I mean, if, if something like that where mm-hmm. a bunch of people are going and it's always booked up. Mm-hmm. It has to have some reward, even if it's not the thing that he's telling you. It is yeah. for everybody. Yeah. It's like there are no real there's a, scams. There's or, a really yeah. busy – by my house, there's a really busy um, crack house that I've been meaning to try. <laughs> and I know there's something that like – because people keep coming back and coming back and coming back. Right. And they're like, there's, there's got to be something. It's cheap. You mm-hmm. know, it's like 10 bucks. Um, I don't know. I'm like – but I'm just, you know, I'm an carve old dad. At, carve I'm out an, an afternoon. Oh, I'm just going to stay in the hammock. You know what I mean? You can, The hammock will be there when you get back. Eight weeks later. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Attention, Europe. This fall, Maximum Fun is bringing a bunch of your favorite podcasters to London. Catch Judge John Hodgman, International Waters, and Bullseye all recording live episodes at the London Podcast Festival. We'll have fan meetups and we'll be joined on stage by a glittering array of celebrity guests. The London Podcast Festival runs September 22nd through 26th, and you can buy your tickets right now. Just go to MaximumFun.org. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Cameron Esposito, a third party. Cameron really has been for president. I don't know if you've been. I don't know if you if you peace and freedom party. Is that? Yeah, yeah, pizza freedom party. The pizza, the pizza. <laughs> pizza I go to Indiana. Party. I say, "You better give us pizza, even though we're gay." Yeah, and they say, "It's, it's a- no, we're Mike Pence." And then I'm like, <laughs> "This is a whole state, and there's not everybody." There's a here. lot of different kind of people here, yeah. and not all of our pizza makers. That's are against homosexuality. That's right. And then a lot of pizza people go, "Yeah, that's right. We like him." Yeah, gays. You got my vote. Thank you. One, please. One vote. Jordan, I don't yes. know if you do. You read the trades. Well, I mean the show biz, so biz, show biz insider. So yes, and I know I, it doesn't bode well for me being a show biz insider. <laughs> the fact that I can't say it immediately—I, for one, am convinced. Yes. <laughs> so yes, I read Variety, The Hollywood Reporter, The Daily Snoop, The Snooty Poop, <laughs> the free newspaper they give you at the Chateau Marmont. <laughs> A USA Today I found behind Shia LaBeouf's house. Mary Kate and Ashley's Blow News. (laughs) Um, It's about cocaine. It's just for Mary Kate and Ashley. And scarves. Uh, Scarf news as well. Yeah, true. Accessories. Just a bit Mm -hmm. different. How to. Yeah. Like if you have an LBD, that's a little black dress, how you can. Make it pop. Yeah, I bet there's a, a travel guide section. They went a lot of places they when they were yeah. younger. They oh, were that's true. Popping up places. A dude Rome. ranch. <laughs> yeah, Paris, I think. 
London. Anyway, you've probably seen it in the an tra- area that exists outside of time and space. <laughs> you've probably seen in the trades or in that area that exists outside of time and space that Cameron Esposito and our friend Rhea Butcher's new show is an actual success of critical acclaim. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is uh, amazing to see uh, you and Rhea's show, Take My Wife, now available on CISO, like being written about in the New York Times and shit like that. It's totally amazing. It is amazing. They, The New York Times wrote about our show long articles, yeah. like not mentions, twice in four days. Now, to be clear... One of those was about how you and Rhea live a 1920s lifestyle. <laughs> right, 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 right. So one and was you, about the show. One was about our engagement. And you raise your children yeah. gluten-free. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, it's been amazing. We have – the show has been a resounding critical success. And I can say that and that's not even bragging. It's just true. Do you got a Rotten Tomato score attached to this thing? I don't know that we do. I haven't looked it up because I don't want to know. Metacritic is – it's good. It's like I think in the high – 80s or early 90s, it's like a yeah. good fucking thing. Mm, it's like a, it's a, it's early 90s. It's like a blind melon situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, scored, the movie Singles. You scored yourselves also a Chumbawamba. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's very cool because we really had no expectations. CISO, mm-hmm. which I always spell S-E-E-S-O because some people don't even know what I'm talking about. You can it's, get that inside your Amazon uh, video delivery. Yeah, you can. If you go to Amazon Video, you can get it there. You can also you get, get a it special at, app. at CISO.com. Um, but it's owned by NBC Universal. You get it at your local greengrocer. Is that correct? Yeah, you can totally get that. Um, when it's in season, it's owned by NBC Universal. So there's a big thing behind it, mm-hmm. but it's a brand new baby. So we thought maybe nobody would know about the show at all. But I think the CISO's a hot. This I think this is CISO's hot business because I'll tell you I'll tell you about some CISO shows. You got Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher. Well, that's a that's a friend of ours. Yeah, you got. Kulap Velisak's mm-hmm. Bajillion Dollar Properties. Yep. Well, that's one of our top pals. Mm-hmm. Jonah Ray's show. Well, Jonah Ray. Yeah. We love him. Yeah. Uh, with, how about- with, uh, with writing and sometimes performing by our buddy Mike Mitchell. That guy's hilarious. Yeah. One of the funniest guys. Mm-hmm. How about this? Justin Griffin and Travis McElroy. Yes. Why they're about to start making their CISO series right now. Basically, everyone who's ever been on this show except for us. Yeah. Right. <laughs> except for the <laughs> two regulars. Yeah. Uh, I think the, yeah, the, basically the common denominator between, you know, you know, all of these CISO people, it's like, yeah, like great comedy people, but a lot of different voices, a lot of different places they're coming from. But I think we are the hinge that this door swings upon. Yeah, yeah it's definitely... You, I mean, when I went and met with them, they were like, you know, we know of you from <laughs> Jordan, Jesse, Jordan, Jesse Go. Go, first uh, and foremost. And I was like, I, I actually, I used to actually have like my 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 own show, my whole own show on the network yeah. called Wayne Ben Pow. Yeah, and they were like, no, we no, we just we're not only with that. We'll take know your about word you. For it. We'll take your word from, for it. And I was like, but I've been on Bullseye. They were like, <laughs> no, 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 not from National Public Radio. From yeah. that. Long running and yet still unsuccessful. <laughs> and like, but I've also Jessica. been on my brother, my brother and me. You just, I think, are making a deal with. And they were like, "Nope, we haven't heard just that show. Guys. We just took Jesse's recommendation yeah. indirectly. He didn't even. He's never even met with us. Right. We've never invited him to meet with us." Um, I will say it's very cool that what they're doing, yeah. what they're trying yeah. to do, is go to people that they believe have a clear vision and asking those people to make 
their dream project. And, and so that's what this was. It's a project that I don't think would have been made anywhere else because what people like about it is that it is in the tradition of Seinfeld and Louie and Marin and it's about stand-ups. But it's also about a family business and it's through the lens of women that do comedy. And, and what do you dream – like when when you go to night, what do, we'll go to bed at night, what do you dream of? Of course, like any of us, you dream of Jeannie. So you made the show <laughs> sure. that you yes, dream of. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but it, it's very cool because they believed in us and they really didn't think this was – I don't know. A bunch of places have been writing about how our show is a – good reason that that we're in the moment of peak television because there because some people are saying there's too much television and it's terrible but the the good news is actually that there's less money in every show Mm -hmm. there's just more shows that all have smaller budgets and that means that people can make projects that they really care about and it also means a a greater diversity of voices yeah and because stuff can fail it's gonna be a it can be a show that a that is super beloved by a devoted group of fans and it doesn't have to be just some whatever show that five million people kind of tolerate because it's on at eight o'clock. You know? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't have, have to have be to a group be, mind. It could if be. I could use it, could I use a podcasting analogy? Would you please? So it it could be a show like Jordan Jesse Go mm-hmm. that's beloved by a small but rabid group of people. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of the basis that we're talking about. It doesn't have to be some broad range fire hose a little something for everybody and not enough for mm-hmm. anybody like i don't know the doughboys for instance <laughs> i'm turning on the doughboys that's my new thing <laughs> i'm turning on the doughboys they're great show. and i know that you i know that you are kidding but i actually do think that this network and this platform is the evolution of bringing podcasting back into television. Not because people are specifically connected to podcasts, but because they are smaller, more personal shows. And the way podcasting has affected stand-up and comedy in general is that we want closer access to our performers. We want more realism. We want to love them and understand them. And that was just something that we kind of didn't care about before. We wanted, like, distance, and we wanted commenting on large topics like airplane food uh puffy so, shirts yeah so now we're just on the other side of that um guys i hate to be the one to tell you this my friend guy branham's outside he needs to get in here and use the studio oh let's get gosh. out of here oh my before gosh. we go could i just tell everybody that if you want to watch the show because people have been saying it's you know should they add a new service you could use the pro the promo code take my wife all one word and it's just free for two months what? two months free and then, what and i don't listen don't tell anybody else you can just unsubscribe. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> so just subscribe. You could watch all the episodes and watch our months. show. Watch yeah, the there's episodes. six episodes, so you and can then, just for, so you can just watch them for free. And then watch Jonah's show. Yeah, yeah. So you, what you you're, watch- what's going to happen is that you're going to get in there and you're going to realize that I also have a stand-up special on there called Marriage Material. That Jonah mm-hmm. Ray has an amazing show. You're going to love Clops show. You're going to watch all these things. But if you wanted to, if you want to, just, just get in and get out. Do some blow. You could. Yeah. Put in just the copper be- code. Take my wife and yeah. just watch all of these shows yes. in one hilarious weekend where your sides are destroyed. Just we'll stay think. away from the Doughboys. That's all I ask. Just at the end of the mm-hmm. day. We got to get the doughboys in our sights <laughs> and take them down. Um, I don't stand behind that message. Yeah. But everything Jesse else that has been said, just for everything else yeah. that's been said on this podcast, 
even at the very beginning when we when said we some kind of confusing stuff about Irish. Nazis and sure. I don't know where we ended up falling and if we were being serious We throw on I mean, the good side. Don't worry. I really want to make sure that we all that we did yeah. not <laughs> think that Nazis were a good idea. No, 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 no. No. Or did they have good no. ideas? No. Bad ideas? No. Bad yeah, ideas. sure, bad they had those. Terrible ideas. Full of bad ideas. Christian Duenas on the boards for this week's program. Brian Sonny D. Fernandez. Going to be returning from London, England pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, guess what? We're headed to Max FunCon East. Uh, that will be just to just have happened as you hear this mm-hmm. episode. So uh, who knows? We'll probably get some cool stuff on the bonus feed. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. even put out that live show for Max FunCon East on the regular feed. We'll see how everything shakes down. Yum, yum. Um, we're on Reddit at MaximumFun.Reddit.com. Cameron's already out of here. She's already hanging up her earphones on the microphone. We're on Facebook. Just like Jordan Jesse Go and join the Maximum Fun group there. Hashtag it JJGo on Twitter. From now on, all corrections should be sent to uh, at Benjamin A-H-R. That's Ben Harrison from The Greatest Generation. And Adam Pranica from The Greatest Generation, whose Twitter handle I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, but just all corrections, not just the Star Trek ones, all of them. Whatever needs to, whatever you're upset about from the first segment uh, that was a slightly confusing, mostly irony segment uh, where our point of view wasn't 100% clear, uh, <laughs> let's send those to Ben <laughs> and Adam. Uh, and we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.